0: RadioInfluence.com.
1: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Monday edition of the Dark to Light podcast with
2: Monday Val and Beans. It's Beans.
1: It's early. You know what I wanted to play for you, Frank? What? Something beautiful. What? Actually, something beautiful. Here it is. From yesterday at the Jets game. Jet Stadium.
2: That's that's great. That's wonderful. That's in the Meadowlands there.
1: Uh, where were we? Were we in the Meadowlands? Were the Jets playing home?
2: I, I think they were home yesterday.
1: It was just like, oh, it still exists somewhere out there. Somewhere right. out there. There's some sense of patriotism.
2: Oh, it's 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 there. It's just so ah, Yeah, it's it's good it's good to hear. Um it's almost like you have somebody drowning. You, you, you have people who are being drowned, and every once in a while, uh, you you know it's just a still ocean. You think, oh, they're all gone, then all of a sudden they come back up for air for a second. like, oh, they're still there.
1: Yeah, that that was like the whole stadium. Um,
2: and absolutely, that sounded incredible.
1: Yeah, and you know the thing is, like before, like Will came in and he was like, hey, they put out a silent uh, message. Anybody kneels today is in deep trouble. Anybody, kneel. <laughs> this huge American flag covering the entire football field—they actually did it. I'm, I'm stunned. Actually, I really am. You,
2: you can go back. You can go back kneeling next week.
1: Yeah, but you know what happened? Um, there was a, uh, there was an event that was going to happen. It was to commemorate 9/11. Um, and this guy was putting it on, and it's a, it's a, it's a quick two-minute video of him explaining what happened, and you can, you can hear the frustration here. <laughs>
0: Never forget. Never freaking forget. Right? Isn't that what we say this time of year? Let me tell you something. For months, I put together an event, San Antonio, Texas, great venue. This event was not political. It was to give honor and remember those who lost their lives in the attack on 9/11, and all the brave men and women who enlisted due to the attacks on 9/11, and who served, still serving the global war on terrorism many many who lost their lives right so here it is I put together this event keynote speaker Rudy Giuliani featured speaker Bernard Kerrick the former police commissioner of the New York City Police Department during the attacks on 9-11 General Michael Flynn is going to bestow an award a life of service to a Navy SEAL a a former member of SEAL Team 6 who served with somebody I freaking love Jason Workman family member who was killed in Afghanistan in the global war on terrorism. Sarah Carter, a rock star, not just because of her, what she does at the border. No, she's a mom of six. Her husband's a freaking hero, lost his eyesight in freaking Afghanistan. Okay? Tom Holman, law and order guy, these were the speakers I put together. And the freaking venue even said, you can't promote the event, because of the perception of being political, because Rudy Giuliani's keynote speaker. Are you freaking kidding me? America's mayor, have we forgotten? I am oh. so fired up, you have no idea. And-
1: it, it goes on. I, I need I need to play the rest of it, because he's... Listen, put everything... I thought, I
2: thought he stopped speaking. It, 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 no, it,
1: no, no, I, no. Everything that happened, like, recently... Put that aside for a second. It's a 9-11 commemoration, right? We can get into the nonsense behind it, which we do often here. But this was an event that reshaped the entire world, right? And and the people that were directly involved with it are coming together to, to speak and, and, you know, honor those who lost their lives. There's so many people enlisted in the Army and the armed services after that to, to defend our country. You saw it everywhere. I mean, I don't know if you remember. You were a lot younger than I was.
2: I was 17.
1: Yeah, so I was well, you that's it. I thought you were younger than that. All right. Well, no. I was 21. So you might remember too.
2: Yeah, I I remember everything. Um I, I may obviously Rudy Giuliani's name is mud now. Yeah, but uh and and then the I I would say even that the compounded presence of Michael Flynn would would do it for certain folks. It's so stupid. Uh, yeah, I know. I know.
1: He had sponsors and everything. Here, let's hear.
0: Then these woke, afraid companies that said they would be corporate sponsors backed out due to it being politically perceived as political, then you don't kiss my ass. Please, I need this to get to freaking Tucker Carlson, Hannity, Dan Bongino, Bill O'Reilly, Carl Higby, Joe Peggs. I needed to get to Russell Brand and even Joe Rogan. This needs to be discussed. Three people, three members of this freaking club. We are having this event. Out of the hundreds of members, stop the club from us from being able to market to their members who all love. And remember, but three woke, weak leftists. Prevented that, and these companies need to be held accountable for. You event I had to pull a plug.
1: Anyway, he just basically goes on. He's really pissed off. Clearly,
2: yeah, it's, <laughs> it's it's a sad thing that they they give so much power to literal retards. I mean, we're I mean, this is just what people who have been retarded by the, uh, the the political and psychological operations of the day that you have these dysfunctional adults who are um they they actually they have no rooting in reality but they're they're so they're they're part and they're part of a um of, of a it, it's I don't know what to say it's unpredict it's almost like when you cor- when you're in a, in the wild you don't know how an animal's going to react so you just you hedge your bets you stay away they're so wild and untamed And uh, and just unpredictably nuts. That I don't know how they've gotten so much sway. It's it's very it's such a
1: small minority of people. I know.
2: I know. And it's very bad that they've gotten this kind of this kind of power.
1: It's it's terrible. You know what's crazy? There's a an op-ed at American Mind this morning called The Forgetting of 9/11. And it's about this this guy writes it. I didn't get all the way through it, but I stopped basically he was a new teacher at an a university in in New Jersey during this very young, untenured And um, on September 12th, he says one of the other professors in his department posts an email message to the members calling for peace and reconciliation with the people who had carried out the attacks and stating that our violent history was the cause of the retributive strikes against us and we deserved it. Now, this is back in 2001 at a university. Just think about how it's permeated through today. Like that's the day after no one knew anything. It's not like, you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Terrible. But it it uh it goes on. There's also an article in the New York Post. Librarians go radical as new woke policies take over.
2: Well, what does this mean? Well, they, uh, are they are they on the whose side are they on? Librarians. Librarians
1: Left. see themselves on the front lines of what it takes to bring revolution to the United States. You need soldiers in the revolution. so they're teaching kids to be little antifa activists who hate uh, their
2: country, of course, of course. why why not even ask the question?
1: <laughs> Many activists point to the American Library Association, the oldest and largest library organization in the world, is the driving force behind what they say is a radical agenda. The newly elected head of the aLA, a self-described Marxist lesbian, named Emily's
2: colors
1: (laughs) named Emily Drabinski said she rose through the ranks, the old school way from loose leaf legal filer to library director, but her mission is deadly serious. Do you want to, do you want to hear what she said in her campaign? Yeah, Sure.
2: Sure. Let's listen to the little Hitler.
1: (laughs) So many of us find ourselves at the end of our
2: worlds. Oh, good. I'm so happy. Your world is almost done. (laughs)
1: The consequences of decades of unchecked climate change. <laughs> I've got something on that today, too, that's really going to make you laugh. Class war, white supremacy and imperialism have led us here. If we want a world that includes public goods like the library, we must organize our collective power and wield it. The American Library Association offers us a set of tools that can harness our energies and build those capacities.
2: No. No. You're not that important. Sorry, I, I think I, they, I think they feel like I, I don't know what they believe they are, or where they're going, or how. It, it's all it's all pretend, role playing nonsense. I, I wonder if she she was wearing a costume when she wrote that, because can you imagine thinking that uh, like how speaking that severely about how. She has the power to do something. Blah blah. blah. The well, the words that the, she uses. You're not going to have any. Of that, you don't have any of that power.
1: She. They actually kind of. If you think about it, they kind of do. And what? here, because what's happening in like, look at what the New York City Library did. What do they it, do. It opened up an online catalog where kids can go to get the books that school boards have now banned from the classroom because they're too sexually suggestive. Oh. oh. So these libraries have become Uh, like the uh, speakeasies of the smut that they want our kids to consume. You see? Right. Drag queen story hours at every library. You know, they're they're basically a tool.
2: Right. Because those are the, those are the most important literary works of our time. You see when in other, in other times in history, when people are uh, when, when um, subversive stuff was being thrown away. Now this is it. This is what we have to fight for. Children, masturbation guides for children. Mm-hmm. This is what, this is what we have to fight for or else what will we become without it?
1: I mean, we would become a, a moral society and we can't have that. We, we can't have morals and, and ethics in our society um, anywhere actually. And so these people are now, you know, when they, they're losing the elementary schools and the middle schools too, because moms like this one, this was actually pretty good. This is like a normal everyday person. Here, this is a mom.
3: You've taken ordinary women from across the country and turned them into warriors the moment you tried to tell us what is best for our children. And you can try to censor us, but we'll outsmart you. And you can kick us out of school board meetings, but we won't be silenced. You can turn public schools into indoctrination camps, and we'll just homeschool. You can mandate things for travel. We'll just stay home. You can pledge your support to Woke Agendas, and we'll just shop elsewhere. You can turn a theme park into a grooming den. We don't need Mickey Mouse. You can try to scare us with fake science, but we've done our research. You can try to turn our children into medical experiments, but you're going to have to kill us first.
2: Fine by them. They're already willing to kill the children.
1: (laughs) The problem but, I have with that is that it doesn't go far enough.
2: No, it doesn't. It doesn't because remember, it, uh, remember. I mean, it, the sentiment is great and it's true, yeah. and it's it's a wonderful thing to hear. Um, but remember, well, start your own platform. You know. Yep. They they were encouraging you to go elsewhere. You don't need Twitter is our place. Well, we found other Twitters. We found things, we, we gained momentum. We weren't silenced and we still made our way into, we still made our way into starting debates and adding to the conversation or detracting from the conversation in, in mainstream ways per se. <laughs> and what they do? They went after the banking. They went after, they went to uh, the app stores. They wanted to make sure wherever we are, we are hunted. So it's not so much as as promising them that we will go where they are not to continue what we want to do it's a, it's a matter of realizing that they are going to continue their hunt and that we need to eventually be ready to come to blows uh i mean there there is when something pursues you with with uh with intent to destroy you it does not go all, it does not go far enough to just say, hey, well, we're going to continue to run.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, you're constantly, they followed, look, they're like, get away from us. We don't want your ideas here anymore, basically, right? And then they followed us to where we were putting our ideas to further harass us and talk about us. And then they were taking our ideas and putting them back on the place where they wanted us to leave from in the first place. Like how yeah. many print screens of Donald Trump's truths on Twitter do there have to be before <laughs>
2: What they want is they if we're going to exist somewhere and if the Internet is still too wild for them to completely control, then they need to be able to have us uh, um, isolated in some dusty corner while they take what we're talking about, mischaracterize it and use it as a new rallying cry for whatever new uh, phase in this domestic war that they're they're launching is. I mean, 9-11 has been completely co-opted now. Yeah, completely co-opted now. Everybody out there. Who makes a statement about 9-11, who you know, in retrospect or or whatever the hell else, they are all saying it from 9-11 continues to teach us lessons about what we must do now here at home with the domesticated terrorism that is growing beneath our feet, blah blah blah, January 6th comparisons and the philosophy. All the all the the, the half-wit philosophers coming out about how, yeah, the death tolls were not the same between yeah. 9-11 and and then January sixth, but
1: did did you happen to see a little bit off topic? But did you happen to see that architects and not, uh, engineers for nine eleven truth had some big symposium on uh, Friday? Uh, no. It's online. It's on YouTube.
2: I did see, and I, I just realized that he's not a part of it anymore. But I, I, a couple of friends had just interviewed Richard Gage. Mm. Um, I always, I always like hearing him speak on things. I'm going to,
1: they were, they were the America's frontline doctors of 2000.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: Yep. That's the best parallel that I can make, but you're right. They, they, they have taken over Twitter. Um, and interestingly enough, I don't know if you caught this, but uh, Russell Brand has a world comedy tour that he's going on and he was on Mika and uh Joe and he he really he really, really destroyed them in the eight minutes that he was on there. And only people who understand would understand. But he just launched a brand new Rumble exclusive live live show every day. Rumble is becoming a very, very big
2: problem for YouTube. Oh, yes, I know. I'm, and I'm be I'm that's why every day I keep pushing while for as long as I'm on YouTube, I keep pushing everybody that watches there to at least go subscribe on rumble. If you want to watch on YouTube until the day, I'm not there anymore. Fine, but you got to just, you, you have to, that has to be the, the jump off point for people.
1: Yeah. They did an announcement the other day about their, um, the difference in their user base. Like at first it was really mainly us, right. That had left and needed someplace to be able to share our views and opinions. And now it's, it's young people that are flocking over there in that demo. Um, I'm going to find the press relief. I, I didn't expect to talk about it, but they're they're. I mean, that's going to be, and they're, they're on the stock exchange. So I don't know what they're going to do about rumble. Um, they set a new monthly active user record um, growth among Gen Z users. They've grown 77% in one year and their numbers are really, really, really good. So. Yeah. Terrific. You know, that locals and rumble and truth are all kind of tied together in the same bundle.
2: Which is- yeah, yeah. I saw how you can link a lot of them all together.
1: Yeah. Um, so there's that. Hey, do you want to jump over to uh, climate change real quick? Sure. <laughs> they had this interview with um, an astrophysicist.
4: On RT, here. Deadly wildfires, the smog-filled cities and poor harvest are being seen by some environmentalists as signs of climate change. Let's now cross live to London to discuss this with Piers Corbyn. He's an astrophysicist and also founder of Weather Action. Uh, Good to have you. Thanks very much indeed for joining us live there in London. So what we are seeing here is a drastic changing
5: climate, aren't we? Well, climate has always been changing, uh, but this has nothing to do with man. In fact, we predicted that there would be extreme heat in uh, East Europe and Russia this uh, summer. And uh, it's caused by a certain circulation pattern. CO2 does not cause circulation patterns. What causes those is combination of solar activity and uh, the state of the, the phases of the moon. But hang on, Piers, uh, wait, wait, fact...
4: excuse me, just a minute, you say this isn't caused by man, how come they're reporting this heat wave is recognised as the worst in a thousand years of recorded history in well, Russia, well, and surely well, of man has got something to do with this,
5: hasn't he? No. Nothing to do with it. The only only connection is, man, is here at the same time as the sun and the moon are doing things. Um, You see, a very similar situation happened about 132 years ago, where there was the same sun, earth, lunar, magnetic states. Um, There was uh, heat waves in Russia, and there were also floods in Pakistan, as now. And in the previous few years, there was also uh, floods in the English summers, uh, also 132 years ago. So these things are... Dictated by solar activity in the moon, they're nothing to do with mankind. And those who say that are just trying to make money out but, of. But, 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 but are we not going to see this? Are we not going to see this again next year,
4: the year on? I mean, it's only—it's
5: well, quite recent. That that's a have, very interesting question. These things do come in bursts, and we're working on that very question. Those forecasts. We did say there would be a series of wet summers in England, for example, uh, which we've had. Now, will there be a series of these very hot? hot summers in, in Russia, we don't know. We have to work on that. But I assure you, it's nothing to do with carbon dioxide. And if you stop stop driving around Moscow, it won't affect next summer one job.
4: Well, how come then so many climate change scientists uh, disagree with <laughs> you and they get so much support well, for what they say?
5: They're on a
2: gravy train, for heaven's sake. Then. <laughs> I love it. I love how he just keeps it. Uh, I love it. It's a great approach. It's really is a, a great tone to everything.
1: It's no, no, no. Actually, it has nothing to do with carbon dioxide at all. It's the moon and the sun. It, it was just I'm like, oh, this guy is great. Like they had this guy on, I think, expecting for him to be like, yes, we.
2: <laughs> Are you sure? Because it looks like they're they're kind of like a, humoring and an, an understanding of where this is all going, you know, I, it, it's almost as if um, the the host is playing the straight the straight man in the um, in the du- in the comedy duo.
1: I I mean, it could be, I I don't know. That's not the way it was presented by the outlet that shared this, but the everybody's got an agenda. So
2: it's our, it's RT.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. RT didn't share it with that, with that. Another journalist did. Um, So who knows what their agenda is? And you're right. It does kind of seem like, you know what? RT probably is saying you idiots.
2: (laughs) Exactly. This is very tongue in cheek.
3: (laughs) I love it.
1: The gravy train. Absolutely. The gravy train. How much money are these people making? Climate change is such a farce. It's such a farce. Ay ay ay. It's just another thing that we're up against, Frank. Makes you wonder. Never ends. Let's let's list out all the things that we're up against. Do you want to do that quickly? Sure. All right. I'll start. <laughs> a rogue, a rogue DOJ.
2: Oh, you want me to go now? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah name one.
2: Uh, I, well, we were talking about the the attack on children and education.
1: Okay. And then we've got, um, a president who thinks he's Hitler. What next?
2: The evisceration of cash and introduction of, uh, digital central banking now,
1: uh, censorship and, um, cancellation by financial institutions and social media platforms.
2: Incoming false flags to disrupt the way that we, we continue on with this, uh, this tradition of democratic society,
1: uh, a wide open Southern border.
2: Oh yeah. That's a very, that's a very big one. Um, the, I, I mean, to, to dovetail off of his environmentalist absurdity talk, um, the energy crisis, mm. the mm. energy non-crisis as someone like Lindsay Williams would say back in the day, it's a, uh, this is a, a very contrived crisis. And, um, it, it is not leading to efficiency at all. It's going to be more destructive.
1: The weaponization of our medical uh, institutions mm. and big pharma.
2: Sure.
1: The attack against farmers.
2: Farmers. The uh, I mean, we've we've long since lost the entertainment war.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, we're uh, kind of taking that back now.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's I I think that goes hand in glove with the. With the splitting off into places like Rumble and elsewhere, Mm -hmm. so there, there's that. Um, Oh man, there's so much more. That was like the
1: ten, the ten that that just hit us right off the.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but there's so. But you're right. There's so much more because (laughs) because there's things there's things bubbling underneath the circle. Like like for example, genetic pursuits. Oh, Um, you know, it's not necessarily. It's not necessarily uh, medicine and mandated medicine per se, but um, but there's a lot of there's a lot of different genetic pursuits that we are probably not being exposed to yet. The the 3D printing of of uh, organs and stem cell research, just based on who's controlling it all. Uh, the singularity, the move toward AI singularity, Neuralink technology. Uh, being phased out in intelligence and capability by the creations of, of the last couple of generations, the quantum computing. Uh, it's crazy. Oh, there's so much.
1: I know. Did you see the, the article that I sent you? Uh, I think it was yesterday. The Navy says that all UFO videos classified releasing them will harm national security.
2: Yeah, I I saw that. And as much as i love the topic i still anything that comes from them i i can't i can't listen to anymore
1: oh no it's fantastic only because like my only my point with this is that if this were like 15 20 years ago the entire world would be up in arms about the fact that the us navy is basically saying yeah ufo's are real but we can't let you see the videos because if we do it'll quote harm national security
2: but, but and and why is that that why is that because a What you're telling us, what's the point of even why not show us the videos if you're telling us it's all real? So
1: it may provide adversaries valuable information regarding Department of Defense, Navy operations, vulnerabilities and or capabilities.
2: So then so then what they are saying, yes, craft in the air that normal people are unable to identify, not necessarily
5: driven around
2: by alien craft that are in the air have been spotted for years who maybe they have been reverse engineered by alien technology of some cra- you know, interdimensional or intergalactic, whatever. But the craft that normal people would not be able to identify are real. And we cannot show you too much about them because they are our technology. And we've already given so much willingly to people like the Chinese that, uh, We can't endanger ourselves anymore. We, we, we as a nation—if you want to call us that—at this point, almost have no military edge on anybody anymore.
1: Um, especially China.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, we caught them up in the nineties. Thank you to the Clintons. We caught them up.
1: You know what I just saw? This is crazy. Donald Trump flies into Washington, D.C., still wearing his golf shoes and a polo top as unannounced visit sparks rumors of possible indictment by the DOJ.
2: Former, yeah. Did you see this? I, I saw multiple people saying, hey, he's back in D.C., he's back in D.C. Uh, but at most people that I saw real quickly concluding that, oh, he's, he's in to visit a golf course of his. In D.C.? Or around there. I don't know. Does he have one around there?
1: There were no speaks. It didn't. I don't think so. It didn't appear that there were any secret service agents with him. Um. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. This is weird to me.
2: Is he going there to avoid an arrest? I. I I don't know. Is he trying to rook them of their photo op? Maybe. Because they'll 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 still have him wait in a waiting cell for a few minutes, and the security camera will be released later on.
1: I um. Would be, I, w- I wish I would be shocked if they hadn't, indi- if they hadn't, I wish it would shock me that they indicted him. I don't know if that's this, That this, this is what that is, um, but it's pretty interesting. Like, why would he go there? There's really literally no reason at 630 on a Sunday. I don't know. Just saw that.
2: Hmm. I guess we're going to have to just wait, wait and see.
1: Yeah. Well, in line with what we've been talking about here is you. I, someone I never expected ever to be this person. But Ben Stein, have you? Been? <laughs> Bueller, this is Ben Stein talking to uh, Devin Nunez.
6: Devin Nunez, never surrender, never give up. Our cause is morally and spiritually right. We cannot surrender. If we surrender, who's left? Who is left? We're not in it for the money, although money's a good thing. We're not in it for the fame. We're already famous. We're in it because it's the truth. And that's why you people are called the truthers. So God bless you. And please, please, please keep on fighting and keep on keeping on.
2: What's wrong with him? Is he is it just just him old? Yeah, he's old. Okay.
1: He's old. I mean, think about how old he was back when he wasn't he on the wonder years too. Was he? Ah, hold on. Ben Stein Wonder Years. Yes, he was the teacher on The Wonder Years.
2: Huh. Wasn't he? I mean, I used to watch The Wonder Years, but I was I was pretty young and it kind of—I didn't really absorb a lot of it.
1: Maybe he wasn't on the Wonder Years. I could have sworn he was.
2: He used to make obscure. Uh, he would be booked for all types of things.
1: Yes, he was a science teacher, Mister Cantwell. I knew yeah. it. <laughs> He—I he, mean Ben Stein of all people. I don't, I don't know. Just very weird things are happening. Um... I have another random thing to play uh, from the streets of San Francisco that. It's just so indicative. Uh, this is it's terrible, but here.
6: Where are you from? Uh, Louisiana, Texas. Are you? How long have you been in San Francisco? Since uh, June. If you're going to be homeless, it's pretty fucking easy. here. I mean, if we're going to be realistic, they pay you to be homeless here. When you said that San Francisco pays people to be homeless, what did you mean by that?
2: <laughs> you mean that literally?
6: Yeah. I mean, I get 620 bucks a month, dude. From general assistance or? What'd you get? How was
7: that hard to get? A
6: fucking phone call, bro. A wow. Fucking phone call. 200 food stamps and 620 bucks cash a month. Wow. Forget about it. Why wouldn't I do it? You know, it's fucking free money, dude. Yep. This right now is, is literally by choice literally by choice like why would I want to pay rent I'm not doing shit I got a fucking cell phone that I have Amazon Prime and Netflix on we used to battle with the cops now it's like the cops are it's like they're your neighbor you know cops told us uh this morning like oh it'd be easier if you guys packed up in the morning we wouldn't have to come out here and I'm like what are you talking about he's like pack up your shit in the morning I'm like why you know like, oh, okay, and then went on. as two kids came up, and they're like, hey, do you guys know where to get the OxyContin? They're like, I'm 15, and I'm 16, you know? Like, I'm an old-school junkie, you know? And I'm like, uh. look, dude, I'm going to tell you right now, like, you're not going to get OxyContin out here on the street. I was like, how much money are you trying to spend? And they're like, we got $40. And I said, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I am going to take your money, and I went, and I got fentanyl. And I fucking brought it back, and I set it down in front of them, and I said, this is a gram of fentanyl. This is enough to kill six people that have never used it. What I do to get high is this much, and I showed him how much I do. I was like, I'm keeping your money, and now I'm going to teach you how to save each other's lives, because you're not going to fucking stop. I can't steer you away from doing it, but the best thing I can do for you now... Is give you real drugs and show you how to do it properly and show you how to save your friends' life. And I showed them how to pull up Narcan and how to inject each other with the Narcan needle in case they died. <clears throat> I needed the money, let's let's be honest.
2: That yeah. Well, I mean there there are videos like that have been coming out from homeless interviewees on the West Coast for months and months now mm-hmm. just describing what it's like. And I guess you can add that to the list of things that we're facing.
1: That guy is literally choosing to be homeless because the state of California is paying him $820 a month. He gets $620 in cash and $200 in food stamps. He says, it's why would I get a, get a place to live and play rent and, and go get a job when I'm getting paid. And all I had to do was make a phone call for it. And then he's selling drugs to kids and teaching them how to save each other's lives if they overdose. Amazing. See, he's doing something good. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah. I needed the money, so I'll stop. I mean, what It wasn't,
2: it wasn't for me who would save the lives of the kids I'm drugging up. (laughs) You're welcome, America. I mean. Uh, You know, and you know that more and more cities across the country, and we knew everybody who saw it for the first time, you know, called it what it was. But these free cash programs—just sign up, you're going to get a, a monthly stipend. They're just—they're these universal basic income program, quote unquote, test programs just to see what happens. Yeah, they're popping up all over the place. Now there—it's not there's there is no test. This is what happens. This this loser, this this street rat. Is going to sign up, he's going to stay there, and he will be a willful slave. He will go wherever the carrot is dangled because we are I mean, just human nature, animal nature, is we will become lazy and complacent whenever you give us free meals. That's just what it is. So they're not they're not tests. This is just the net being cast very slowly and steadily.
1: You know what's crazy? Um, speaking of that and the hypocrisy behind it, I'm watching. So Texas is busing their illegals to all these sanctuary cities that aren't anywhere near near the border. So New York City, Chicago, et cetera, so on and so forth. And the people there, the, the leadership there is freaking out. So Lori Lightfoot is freaking out because all these migrants are coming to Chicago and she doesn't know what to do with them. She doesn't know how to take care of them. She doesn't know what to do with them. There's not enough room, blah, 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 blah. So they started sending them from Chicago to like an outskirt city in a different county that is not a sanctuary county. And so now (laughs) they're just basically pushing these people off wherever they think will be most convenient for them because they don't have the mechanism, nor do they want to take care of these people that are being brought in from Texas. It's, It's stunning to me to see it. It's stunning. Eric Adams, we played a clip of what he said about what the what and then they're they're saying how horrible texas is for doing this like how dare you treat these people like cattle how dare
2: you (laughs) well i I mean it's like i I done this a little bit um i think it was last early last week when i brought chris ann hall on because i wanted to ask about this when these the this first started happening the busing from from the southern border into the interior I, I even I appreciated some of the sound bites we were getting out of Eric Adams and stuff. But ultimately, the, it, it's it's counterproductive. They these especially Texas, they have the power and the, the responsibility to push people back over to the other side of the border. They, yeah, I, th-
1: I mean, yes, they're, they're proving a point by doing by doing this. And I don't know how much power and capability they're taking up. That's the thing like
2: they're oh, not no, they are they're, they're abandoning their responsibilities just like the federal government is mm-hmm. it's, at this point it's not uh, it's it's not helpful to anybody. You're aiding an invasion that the government, the federal government has already uh, uh, signed on for. This is what they ultimately want. You're going to get some disgruntled blue city mayors who are going to personally look bad when their cities uh, you know fall further and further into disarray but i mean you think that these people are going to stay in blue cities there's nothing keeping them there
1: no nothing's keeping them from going anywhere and as a anywhere. matter of you know what's funny is that they're not getting charity in blue cities the way they thought they would because they're being pushed out of them here is um kamala harris with chuck todd yesterday on this very topic of the border
3: would you call the border secure I think that there is no question that we have to do what the president and I asked Congress to do. is The first request we made, pass a bill to create a pathway to citizenship. The border is secure, but we yeah. also have a broken immigration system, in particular over the last four years before we came in, and it needs to be fixed. We're
2: going to have two million people cross this border for the first time ever. You're confident this border is secure?
3: We have a secure border and oh, that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration.
2: Oh, my God. She's but
3: horrible. There yeah. are still a lot of problems that we are trying to fix, given the deterioration that happened over no. the last four years. Yeah. We oh, also.
1: Yeah. It, it was Trump who built the wall that caused the deterioration at the border. Yeah. Th- yeah. That he couldn't wrestle money out of Congress for. Meanwhile, we're sending billions over to Ukraine.
2: She is just a, a worthless, a worthless thing. she she's, so, she's so worthless.
3: She's
1: got that head nod here. We
3: have to put in place a, 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 a law and a plan for a pathway for citizenship. What's the difference? For the millions of people who are here. No, and are don't prepared- have to
2: put a pa- there is no there is nothing, nothing that is compelling us. There's this need. We have to give everybody on this planet an opportunity to be American.
1: There is a pathway to citizenship in the United States.
2: <laughs> yeah, but the thing is that when you have a pathway to citizenship in the United States, one based on merit, one based on on you know uh, limits, so that there can be some sort of assimilation. These are these are responsible measures that any country takes if they want to preserve their identity. Kamala Harris comes from. A, uh, a group of gangs, uh, a conglomerate of gangs that want to destroy the last bits of American identity. So, of course, they can speak this ridiculously, and um, and, and and this is what you have. There, there's, there's no system on the planet, broken or otherwise, that could be made to accommodate a pathway of citizenship for people who show up by the hundreds of thousands at a time. Who are being sponsored by someone. There is no system on the planet that can take the loads,
1: the hordes. Frank, the border is secure, okay? So, just...
2: What a worthless... (laughs) (laughs) Just, just stop.
1: Let's see what else she has to say here for the next 20 seconds.
3: Do what is legally required... To gain citizenship. We don't have that in place because people are playing You see her brain is, so, is
2: trying so hard to work.
3: Like- she, she's trying
1: to say something of substance, but she yes. literally
2: never can. She like, can't put words together. She's trying so hard.
1: She she just basically puts weasel words into everything for like, do you ever see her talk? Like, God, she's, she's one of the most hated people on the planet. People just don't
2: like her. I, how can you? She's repulsive. Yeah. She's repulsive and I hate people. I I especially hate people who pretend to be intelligent. Oh yeah. I, I'm yeah. I I really I can chill with and you know there are people who are just not very intelligent. It doesn't it doesn't mean that that they're not fun to hang out with. That you can't have a conversation with. You can't learn something about them. You can't learn something from them. But w- when you see somebody that is so out of their depth, someone who is who is only capable of of talking about uh, talking about Snickers, trying to talk about a filet, you know, it, it, you know, a short a short order cook trying to add soufflés to their menu. It, it just just be who you are. It, it's
1: it's just embarrassing. That's why all of these people have popped up, like basically mocking her. Because I'm surprised she didn't throw in a laugh. I, I, I expected a laugh out of her on that. Um, there's one more thing. We found some more, um, actually a couple more things, but we found some more election deniers, Frank. We found Uh-oh. some more election deniers, and um, it's not what you think. This is the Vincent, Vicente, Vicente Gonzalez, who ran uh, against Myra Flores, and um, he's sitting up here with Adam Schiff, and I want you to hear what he says.
7: Not reflect the values of our community, but only we can change that. They stole that last election. They spent $3 million to our $250,000, and they campaigned for two years, and they still only won by less than 1%. So the way to turn this around is getting out and vote. So folks, thank you for being out here. Let's get everyone excited.
1: So he has Adam shift the pencil neck next to him saying that the election was stolen from him. Um wow. danger to democracy? Wow. Threat insurrectionist, should we arrest him? What what do we what do we do with people like they're this? They're
2: bo- they're both a threat.
1: Questioning the validity of election.
2: Very threatening.
1: I mean, people spent money to campaign for that seat for 2 years. They they campaigned for it and that's that's just a theft, an outright theft.
2: Yeah, that's terrible.
1: I have this from the Dutch. This is actually pretty good. It's another clip, believe it or not. Here.
7: I'm really- so yesterday, one of the largest Dutch newspapers reported that there are hundreds of excess deaths in the Netherlands, but that nobody knows why. Well, of course, everyone who hasn't been living under a rock knows exactly why. But it turns out, surprise, surprise, that the Dutch government is withholding the vaccination status of the people who died so that independent researchers can't officially confirm what we all know is going on here. And guess why the government's not sharing this data? Because of privacy reasons. I know, the exact same people who ended the entire concept of medical privacy, who asked you to show your papers to just get into a simple bar, for example, those people are now hiding behind privacy regulations. These were the same people who, and I quote, said to the Dutch people, we know where the unvaccinated live. We will find them door to door, arm to arm. So please spare us this privacy. You're just trying to cover up your own tracks.
1: It's 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 really hitting a fever pitch now, Frank. I don't know how they keep this under wraps for much longer.
2: Uh, well, the only way they can is by creating an even bigger disaster to distract us.
1: And is that what you were referencing on the false flag front from earlier?
2: Well, that, that that's just across the board what's coming. You see how they've painted Putin as a a, a desperate terminally ill man who wants a win before he dies mm. you would think that a, a person like that would be willing to do literally anything right Well, the same thing is being painted on our faces projected onto us over here at home i mean think think about how anybody who is not walking in lockstep with the, the most crazy elements of the democrat party and the Uniparty party at large uh, have been painted in the last few weeks alone from the independence hall uh, thing to the, the F-16 comments to, uh, you know, the, the sideshow Bob press secretary talking about extremism and people's opinions being deviant from the majority. I mean, we are being set up. We are being set up to take responsibility for God knows what. I pretty, mean, it, pretty terrifying. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And this right here, this is much bigger than domestic issues. I mean, there are governments all over the world forced people into a corner with these shots.
1: You know there's an there's an article uh it's a Substack and um it's the title of it is pretty crazy. I died after the third Moderna booster, my story. He's obviously alive now. Um but what this guy went through like he and his wife or his fiance got the third Mo- Moderna booster because they wanted to get Married, and there was a whole big thing about where they were going to go on their honeymoon. Anyway, long story short, they got the booster. Wife goes into the hospital with myocarditis, comes home, husband or man who will be husband gets chest pain, heart attack, uh, heart palpitations, blood pressure goes nuts. Ambulance gets there to pick him up. They tell him he just had a a minor heart attack. Long story short, this man dies three times actually, from what I'm reading in this column. He is in a coma. He has a near death experience, like talks about um, what he saw when he died and what that was about for him. He had his blood being filtered because his kidney shut down. He had a stroke. I mean, he went through it and he is alive. They say he has some mild scarring on his heart, but because of what he went through, they're not sure like what it means for his future. Um, but he's back to working out three times a week and he's about to get married in September Jeez. After not being I mean, this story is absolutely incredible. Incredible. Um, and he's saying he had he's had a kidney biopsy, two or three heart biopsies since a muscle biopsy and search for some cause of this problem. And then he said that he's faced like doctors in the hospital who will tell him it was shot related, and doctors in the hospital who have edited his medical records to say it wasn't. This man who, I mean, I'm going to put this in the show notes for you guys to read because it is absolutely insane. Mm. And this is all over the world. I mean, there are there are people that are in parliaments in, in around the world that are starting to stand up and say we need some kind of like a, a global tribunal for this because this is. And yet they're still they're still they're still doing it. I I, I don't. I don't get it.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, and. I think was it Malone that just came out with some stuff? Um, Hold on. I'm going to look. Oh, yeah. So um, Paul Alexander and Kelly Victory, Dr. Kelly Victory, were on with Dr. Drew. You remember Dr. Drew from MTV? Yes, I do. Here's this. Listen to this clip.
2: You know, in terms of,
8: you know, focus protection of the elderly, this does seem to have some utility. And I think I think to attack it too vigorously for them is concerning. Go ahead. I I think, you know, you know, and I've said this many times that early on, and I mean very early when the when the original Wuhan strain was still active. You might have convinced me that it made sense to give a 92-year-old debilitated nursing home patient a vaccine because there was some modicum of protection against that original strain. But the efficacy has long been uh, below zero. It is now, as as Dr. Alexander points out, it is negative efficacy. In all all ages? In all ages? In all ages. In all ages. It is negative efficacy. Your risk of contracting Mm. covid is higher the more vaccinated you are. And frankly, what, what the jury's out, what we don't know yet, we know that it increases your risk of contracting COVID and having severe symptoms. What we don't know is what it's doing to your overall Immunity, your risk of contracting right. influenza and having a bad outcome, your risk certainly of developing a new cancer because you have suppressed your normal immune response. We certainly know that people right. are having, uh, you know, repeated outbreaks of shingles and other things, uh, because their immune systems have taken a real ding, uh, from these. Um, Dr. Reish, I was going to say, Dr. Alexander, Dr. Reish just shared with us a couple of days ago. A new study that looked for the first time that I'm aware at the risk benefit calculations specifically for the 18 to 29 year olds with regard to the boosters, Mm. because it's addressing this ethical issue of of ongoing mandates for kids to get boosters before they go back to school or say young military recruits. Mm. And that study showed that for every one hospitalization that is avoided in an 18 to 29-year-old, they're anticipating, you could anticipate based on CDC data, anywhere from 18 to 98 serious adverse events. For every one hospitalization that's avoided, you could have as many as nearly 100. And a serious adverse event in this study was defined as something that resulted in death near death hospitalization or permanent disability how in the, even okay. if you wanted to argue that that study was off drew by by an order of mm. magnitude so it's not actually 18 mm. it, it's only half that 9 eight. how yeah.
1: 8 5 how in the yeah. world can you justify mandating ev- dr drew is not a right wing conspiracy theorist
2: no but he, he and and let me say he's always been very fair
1: uh, yeah, I mean, he—he's never—he is very fair, but but the point is, who's watching this is not the conservative, right-wing extremism, crazy conspiracy theorist, tinfoil hat wearers.
2: Exactly, which is it makes it very helpful.
1: Yeah, I mean,
2: it's a helpful exchange for anybody who's not dialed into what we are dialed into primarily to finally uh, see that, and and to see it going on in a in an unemotional confrontational way it's just very as a matter of fact data-driven conversation i think i think that, that's helpful stuff
1: yeah it's gonna it's gonna be very helpful moving forward um hey listen wednesday is a very special day
2: what is it it's the aurora's birthday it's thank a, you
1: yes it is aurora's birthday so you will be spending the day with your little lady i will be doing the show by myself on wednesday but i will have a ton to talk about on wednesday so make sure you guys don't miss it you have been listening to the dark delight podcast with
2: Frankie Val on the drums and...
1: Beans. <laughs> you can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2.30 Eastern Time on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts, ah! iHeartRadio, and Spotify. What was
7: that? Oh
2: stretching. Are you
1: all right? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you on Wednesday.
7: Later. I'm Jerry P. Tuck, CEO of Radio Influence. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you for downloading and subscribing to this podcast. There are a lot of people behind the scenes here at Radio Influence that work hard to keep you entertained day in and day out. If you'd like to get involved and advertise on this program, or you have some show ideas that you'd like to see us add to the Radio Influence family, please email us at contact at radioinfluence.com.